Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. This episode is brought to you by Mike Young, the Makeover Master. If you feel your business image might be costing you money, influence, power, and respect, then head over to makeovermaster.com to discover what their complete brand makeover experience is all about. Go check it out right now because everyone deserves to look their best. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. Today's guest, I'm really excited about for her to share her story and her incredible journey. She's the Dr. Definity, founder and TV host of Good Morning La La Land and Soul Society. She is an international best-selling author, global speaker, podcaster, and mother. She's been featured on Forbes as the 11 most inspirational female entrepreneurs to follow on Instagram and featured in NASDAQ for top 21 growing podcasts to listen to in 2019. The adversities and struggles she's had to face over the years has shaped her into a powerful spiritual force that is changing so many lives on a daily basis. So I'm super, super excited to have her here. Dr. Erin Fall Haskell, welcome to the show. Thank you for that amazing intro. I'll pay you later. As <laughs> Rob Mack would say. No, I love it. I love it. You, um, you know, you have such an amazing thing happening, and you know, me being able to be a guest on your show, Good Morning La La Land, and to be able to see what you're doing is super powerful. And I'm just so excited to dive into your story because I truly think you could help a lot of people, mm. and so many people looking for that that um that that one thing that may shift them in alignment so let's dive deep let's uh maybe take us back fill in the gaps tell us a bit of about your story yeah i'd love to have some golden nuggets here today that i'll share a little later in the show and i do think there's some key factors that i was missing for quite some time in my own entrepreneurship that i believe i finally tapped into but yes my story began really at the age of 22 i was actually in nursing school and I was nine months pregnant, and I had read um, what to expect when you're expecting if your you know, baby inside of you kind of stops moving around, you go get it checked out. So I went in, and I got it checked out. And the nurse um, you know, uh, started the ultrasound and right away noticed that there was not a heartbeat of my baby. So we went in to the hospital, and I had to get induced into labor to basically give birth to my dead baby's body. It was really uh, quite traumatizing to say the least. So you go into the hospital, they induce you, you you know, have to do traditional uh, birth. And then at that point in time, they have you bathe your dead baby, take pictures with your dead baby and go home without your dead baby. So the next morning I woke up a little bit kind of cuckoo. I was 22 years old. Don't ask me where my parents were um, in a marriage that, you know, I was just so young, I didn't even know myself. So in a marriage that wasn't quite even working itself. And I went back down to the mortician's house uh, with a bag of clothes that I thought, well, I didn't get the right pictures with my dead baby. <laughs> so I went in the mortician and went, oh, sweetheart, I'm so sorry. Your baby's been in formaldehyde for 24 hours, but let me get his body prepared and you could take some time to grieve. So sitting there and he took me down into this basement room, literally seen out of the movie, dark room, red drapes, and um, said, you know, take as much time as you want and close the door behind me. And I walked in that room with this hospital bed in the middle of the room, a little 
body in it on top of it. And I dropped the bag of clothes right away because I thought, well, I'm not going to be taking pictures here. And I walked over to this hospital bed with his body. And I just was, it was like one of those moments where you just like, you feel so alone. You've got that lump in your throat. And you're like, how could life be so cruel? And if there's a God, you know, how could this be so cruel? And I cried and I cried. And then literally it just like dawned on me. It was like, he's gone. His body's here. We're not these bodies. And I just like, I just in a moment just decided, I was like, I don't care what the freak I do in this lifetime. I've got to figure out what the hell we're doing and what my true spiritual nature is. And it sent me on a, what now is a 24 year track of seeking and really coming to some profound truths and um, seeing through the veil and uh, enjoying this thing called being a human being now. <laughs> it's really cool. Oh, wow. That's, um, I, I can't even imagine what that was like. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can't. So just, okay. So when that happened, that was obviously, um, extremely difficult. What was your next path after that? Like, how do you even bounce back from that? You know, how does somebody that even goes through something so devastating, you know, because you could either go down one path and completely deteriorate and go into drugs, alcohol, all that stuff like it happens, or you can, you know, pick yourself up and use it almost as fuel to fuel your whatever it is right. you want to do. You know, what well, was well, you just next- described the law? You just described the universal law. There's two ways you can use the law. You can decide and you can begin to, you know, upward spiral, or you can decide and you can decide to downward spiral. It's the same energy, it's the same use, it's the same decision. You make a decision to advance or you make a decision to destroy, you know, and it's both creating, you're, you're creating, same thing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's super powerful because so many people go through that and it's, yeah, you have the two decisions. So, okay, you, did, you, did you go down a route where you were destructive at all? for a while did you or did you sort of just you know realize that and continue to kind of go down like a good path I call it like I had like two lives it was like there was my life after that I decided I was gonna figure it out right I didn't know where I was anti-religion I was like okay I'm gonna try and read every book under the sun I began to go to conferences and seminars, I did find meditation because one of the common denominators I found in the books was that the great thinkers all talked about and referred to meditation. So I actually created this uh, meditation spot in one of my walk-in closets. I put a little mirror in there and a little, you know, little pillow and little things. I didn't know how to do it. First time I went into meditation, it was like, you know, it was like torture. It was like taking the fingernails and going to chalkboard. I was like, this is the hardest thing. I can't quiet my mind. There's no way. But I just thought, well, this is the one thing that every great thinker has done. So I just kind of persevered in that. Meanwhile, I felt like I had two lives. You know, it's like this life out here that was still chaotic in traditional culture. Lots of my friends were doing booze and drugs and there just was no, there was no harmony. There was no kind of why we were doing it all. And then there was this other part of my life where I would go into literally the closet more and more in my meditation. And I started to have more profound and peace and began to turn on all kinds of abilities, spiritual abilities. And then I had this other life out here. So I began to have like a double life. It was really fascinating to watch it, how it would, you know, different things and then come together and slowly the worlds began to come together. Wow. Yeah. So I want to talk about what you were saying about the anti-religion because a lot of people think that 
spirituality and religion that it's all it's all got to be the same sort of box right and that's kind of what i thought i grew up i was catholic roman catholic in this religious well not we didn't practice it but um you know that's kind of where i was the the path i went down so i got very confused until i realized that spirituality and you know god or whatever it is you believe in doesn't have to be grouped into religion so can you maybe just elaborate on like people are thinking that that's all the same thing or how we can diversify the two. I love that. Well, it reminds me of the book that's right behind you on your bookshelf called Thinking Grow Rich, right? Profound yeah. book for most entrepreneurs. If you're an entrepreneur in today's world, majority of us have read Think and Grow Rich. Well, Think and Grow Rich is really a metaphysical conscious book. And if you think about it, I, I mean, from my truth, and I'll just say my truth, it's, it doesn't mean it's anyone else's truth, but my relative truth is that Christ consciousness is what Christ was teaching. Christ was not saying, revere me and make me be your savior. He was saying, have the consciousness, your consciousness, you will do, you too will do greater things than I. And that's what I think, think and grow riches, energy. We're here as spiritual beings directing energy. And that's what we're doing as entrepreneurs. We're saying, hey, we want to create here and we're going to direct it into prosperity. And the truth is your birthright is prosperity. Yeah, and it's so true. And and the more I dive into this and the more I hear and study successful people, it's the same thing. It's the personal development and all you kind of look at who's having success, like you said earlier. Why are they doing these things? You know, why are they meditating? Why are they talking about reading? Why are they talking about this personal growth? And you talked about meditation and, and a lot of people, everybody listening out there that's kind of heard about meditation or doesn't really understand it. Um, I know for myself as well, when I would sit there, I go, why is this happening? Like, what, what am I doing this? This is stupid. There's, I want some instant gratification. Like somebody give me a sign this is working. And like, I don't know why that's, that's the way we're programmed, but that's the way we are. And as you start to do it, you know, what is actually happening? Why, why do we all of a sudden uh, get this, this feeling of almost enlightenment when we meditate? And why does it, why does it connect? What, why is it important? Such a great question. Well, first of all, I think Harvard even came out with this saying that the two greatest, like, um, uh, I don't know if they say modalities that you could develop as a CEO is meditation and developing your intuitive factor. And I hear this all the time, even from people in real estate, they're like, you know, I didn't believe in any intuition, but it really actually, when I look back on the deals, I realized that when I had intuitive factor, the deals were much bigger or went well. So what happens in meditation, right? From a scientific perspective, we are connecting neurons, we are aligning, we're de-stressing, and when we de-stress, we're able to tap into a creative factor. From a spiritual perspective, what we're doing is we are aligning the lower self with the higher self. We're merging in that yoga of the oneness. Um, from my perspective, what we're really doing is we have to know that our consciousness is not the individual consciousness. If you close your eyes right now, you can do anything in consciousness. Your mind is everywhere at all points in time. You can track to the past. You can track to the future. You can track to South America, anywhere you've been, right? You can go anywhere in consciousness, and that's your true consciousness. So when we're going into meditation, we're going beyond our limited beliefs. We're going beyond our limited perspective, and we're expanding our perspective into new possibility. And we know that entrepreneurship is all about innovation. That's the whole thing. 
So if you stay in your little mind and you get in a to-do list and keep going on a little rat on a hamster, then you're going to, you're going to only have only a few potentials of how that money or how that deal is going to go down. If you go into meditation, you expand that consciousness into your true cosmic consciousness, into the collective consciousness, and you birth a new innovation. And all of a sudden you're like, it's an insight. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I know that 10 times relationship I need to contact today. And all of a sudden the whole to-do list got much more powerful. Yeah, it's so amazing. And I just love this stuff because it's like, it's just so powerful that all these thoughts can come into your mind at the right time. And it's funny because I was meditating today and it was the longest meditation I've done in a while. I did like, I think it was 50 minutes. And I started to tap into this almost like I got, went to this like almost euphoria feeling. It was, it was something I hadn't really felt. And then the time just ended and I was like, what? That was, that was so fast. It was like a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And I was very stubborn to this stuff before. And I'm just like the last couple of years I've, I've done it more and more. So hearing you talk about that and, and hearing the powers of it, it just feels so much more, um, I don't know, it actually feels like it's working, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, spiritually, there's no such thing as time or space. If you think about it, we're here to develop consciousness. That's the entire point of this. We're, we're here to develop consciousness on universal law and see it manifest and demonstrate in a 3D form. So all of our entrepreneurship, is really business development is spiritual development. That's what we're here. It's here to develop our abilities. So we can't get too attached to the outcome of where our entrepreneurship goes. You know, economies fall, like things happen. I watched many of my friends lose everything in 2008 that had worked their ass off. So the real question is, if 10 years from now, if you lost everything, what do you have? You have your consciousness. You have the ability to create and innovate. And that is our greatest ROI ever. That's why in NASDAQ, I said, the greatest investment you'll ever make, in my opinion, is the investment in your own consciousness because you can never take that away. And you can recreate and rebuild your empire instantaneously if you need to. Uh, Amazing. So Let's let's go into society. That's how we say it, right? Society. Yeah. That's all an right. awesome. You're like one of the only ones that got it right. Just that's kidding. an awesome name because I was looking at it and I was like, soul, and I I, I get it. You know, it's like soul society. <laughs> yeah. It's so I I love it. It's awesome. And obviously, um, you know, following you on Instagram and everybody's got to follow you. We'll make sure we plug you well. Um, like, tell us about this and tell us, you know, what your vision is and of empowering people. And yeah, sure. let's dive into that. I love it. You know, Good Morning La, La Land came about through a meditation, through prayer. I asked, please show me how, you know, as a, I'm actually a new thought minister. And I thought church is pretty much passe in the younger generations. People won't receive it that way. They need to have a, you know, casual, conscious conversation to be able to receive it. And in doing that, the show is created. But I also, every time I create a company, it's because I desire it. That's why I created it. So Soul Society came out of my own desire. I was like, I want to hang out with my girlfriends that are entrepreneurs, that are badasses, that also, you know, have a spiritual based life. And that's how it came about. I didn't want to just be online. I wanted to get together in events. And that's how Soul Society came about. The mission of Soul Society, and we do not exclude men. We have our men's division basically launching this next month. We will have co-ed things, but we'll also have 
just men's circles and just women's circles because I think there's a sacred thing that's going on in history right now where we just need to heal in our own whatever community. But anyway, so the goal is to be the number one spiritual leaders community in the world coming together online and offline through membership, through events, through all kinds of things. We have ambassadors in New York, London, San Diego, LA. Our goal is to be international in all the great cities by twenty, the end of 2019. Oh, that's amazing. And so, yeah, that was actually going into, the, I wanted to talk as well about Good Morning La La Land and, and just from observing it and being there and just, it's such an awesome um, program because you guys have such amazing energy and just watching it and seeing it on a daily basis, like bringing in the people and interviewing them. It's just, it's such a powerful thing. So on a daily basis, you know, what kind of what kind of struggles do you face, you know, like as, you know, you start to bring people on and you start to become more successful, you start to grow. Like what are some of the daily things that you, because not everybody has a TV show, right? And, you know, what are sort of the things? Well, and this this comes down to what I wanted to say about the golden nuggets earlier. Okay, so I was a solo entrepreneur for many years. I did become a self-millionaire being a solo entrepreneur, but that doesn't mean anything, Okay. What I would say and what the daily thing is around what we do right now, we've had over 900 guests, over 300 shows. And um, what's interesting is that the show is a prime example of energy exchange. So if you want to have great success, in my opinion, you need to exchange major amounts of energy, meaning you need to bring major value to the world. And through the law of correlation, through the law of cause and effect, it has to reflect back if you allow yourself to receive it. So the show itself has taken this energy, had 900 interviews and given total value for people. They're able to use these interviews on their websites, on their promos, on da 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 right? And spirit, my higher self, the universe, is able to bring back that through. All my other programs have majorly expanded and excelled because of the show. So the point is this, is if you're feeling a little stuck in entrepreneurship in your business. I truly believe it's about building collaborations, partnerships, and getting out there as much as possible. The metaphysical formula for non-existence, meaning you're not being seen, is always major, major communication points as far as possible. That's called PR, right? So I don't know what it is, if it's a show, if it's a podcast, if it's delivering lives in many different ways across social media. It doesn't matter. Get out there and be seen and communicate and give value as much as possible. Be as consistent as you can. That's the secret I'm, I'm thinking of. But daily, it's like, it's a grind. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And, and just, yeah, because I mean, you guys, you, you, you got to be, you're, you're, everything's live. You know, you got to be on it. You know, at least when you're recording podcasts, and I'm actually going to go down that route to eventually have live, but recording podcasts, you at least you can edit things out. But, you know, when you're on the live show, you got to be on your game and you got to be, you know, rolling. It's easier though. Yeah. Honestly, when you're live, it's like, it is what it is. And it's amazing that you just barely ever mess up because it's live. Yeah. It actually reminds me of sports. Like I remember, you know, it almost like it forces you to be the best you because you have no there's no excuse. You just have to do it. And, you yeah. show up. and I think a key also is, is that's why people get coaches because, and that's why to do a show or do something that makes you hold you accountable. You know, if you say you're going to do lives every single day, it's not like 
you can't not show up. You said it and you're going to look like it's not going to work well with your audience if you don't do it. So I think if you're going to have a podcast, you've got to say it comes out, you know, X amount of days out of the week exactly and be consistent in that. And that's when people trust you. They trust you when you keep showing up. Same with a relationship, right? The only difference between relationships that work or don't work is people just persevere and they keep showing up. That's really the only difference. It's not like good relationships don't have problems. <laughs> they have lots of problems. Yeah, it's almost like you have to, you get what you put into it. If one of them quits, one of them decides to not water that plant anymore, then it dies, right? Yeah. It's kind of one of them has to choose. You yeah. Know? And yeah, it's, yeah, it's so true and so simple. I wanted to talk about one thing that you had talked about. I forget where I heard you talk about it, but it's really fascinating for me. And I think a lot of people would find it interesting is how the masculine and the female energies in, in a person, like how, how can you maybe elaborate on that? Yes. A lot of I love this topic because yes. I have total pet peeves around it with, with what people talk about. Yes. And this so, is why I love it. Cause yeah. I was listening and I was like, this, this would be great because I, I don't fully understand it. And I know a lot of people don't, but I really think clarity on this would yeah. be amazing. So I want to totally debunk the whole feminine, masculine BS belief system, okay? And this is how in, in universal law, we teach it like this. The masculine is, is the consciousness that comes down and impregnates the subjective and subconscious mind. And what's birthed is this thing that we demonstrate manifest called the physical world, the body, the things, the circumstances, right? So in somehow in our collective consciousness, we've decided that something is masculine or feminine, right? And if you think about it, it's a crock of crap. Because if you think about it, for example, I was in Africa on a safari years ago. The most aggressive animal down there was the female mother, that actually the elephant out of all of them. But the point is, is that there's nothing that's more masculine or feminine. If, if most women cut off their hair, a lot of times you wouldn't be able to see the difference between a, a male and female. I mean, even like really, you wouldn't see that big of a difference. There's hormones and things like that. But what's to say what's masculine or feminine? We've come up with these rules and these roles because they worked. We had to survive. And there was something that we collectively decided that it means to be feminine to, you know, wear high heels or whatever it may be. And that's fine. We can agree to that. But the reality is that what is masculine or feminine? It's really a man-made concept. There's no, there's no such thing. Yeah, it's fascinating when you think about it like that. <laughs> right? So really, it's, a, it's about developing that masculine and feminine within, which means there's a time to decide, there's a time to receive from the universe, and there's a time to allow and just have it as it is, right? So it's, it's really balancing that within ourselves. Even my friends who teach twin flames and all that, they're like, actually, we taught it for a long time, and now we're kind of going away from it because we don't see that there's a twin flame. It's really whatever's inside is going to outpicture. It's, it, the, the metaphysical like truth, if you will, is that all relationships, the, the primary relationships within, all other relationships are the projection and reflection of our ability or inability to love. Everything is just the mental equivalent. So whatever is going on in your relationship is literally whatever you've got going in mind. If you need to have somebody abandon you, if you believe someone's going to abandon you, you're going to call in the perfect person to abandon you. If you need, and same with business. If you're somebody that believes that business is hard, you're going to call in things that are hard. If you believe business is going to be a bunch of thieves, you're going to call in a bunch of thieves, you know, and so on and so forth. So it's just a mental equivalent. 
what what are your thoughts on okay so you you have let's let's everybody listening has businesses right well not everybody but anybody listening out there most people are on the entrepreneurial journey or wanting to be and we have these goals but sometimes you know throughout the path sometimes people don't know whether to switch that path to go to something else or pursue it because it's some sort of challenge when when do you and I, I fall through this as well when do you know when it's time to maybe change your path, still stay on the path, or when do you know when you're supposed to just keep going? This is the thing that, that I find challenging, and I'm sure others have, that we have this goal, but we always think that that goal is the be-all, end-all. But there may be other things along the way that we're resisting. So what are your thoughts on maybe for entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that are having that struggle along the way, knowing whether to hold on or to kind of go in different directions or Sure. I think there's a couple distinctions here. Number one is there's a time that we're in flow or in the zone and there's a time when we're not. So anytime we're resisting or it's not easy, we need to either number one, get in flow, meaning that we're trying to outline. We call it outlining in my industry. So you don't want to outline. You don't want to force things or try and make things happen because actually you're stopping the flow. We have to get in that allowing and getting into an inspired state of action. Otherwise, we're actually hindering the process. Okay, so number one is to get into a zone and in a flow. Sometimes that means stepping away from work for a couple days and just freaking letting it all go mentally so that you can rejuvenate and get back in flow. Okay, that's one thing. Number two is getting clear of what your true purpose and calling is. And I birth that through subconscious processes. I call it the truth triangle. And what we do in the third aspect of the triangle is birthing your purpose. And how we do that, it's generally a formula. And the formula goes is what it's your triumphs plus your passions plus your skill set equals your purpose. So in general, what happens with people is subconsciously, we know what we are here to do in our purpose and calling. And if we're not in alignment with that, oftentimes we sabotage what we're doing in our career because it's authentically not what we really want to be doing. And so we may try and be forcing it, but actually it's like a struggle. It's like, I want to do this because I know it's like what the culture has told me to do. And I've been doing this and it's what I kind of make money at. And so I should keep doing it. It's like that egoic thing. And then there's another part of you that's no, but we really want to be doing this over here. And so there's, it's called a quandary. Okay. We have two things going on. We have one goal that wants to actually fulfill upon our purpose and calling what we truly want. And there's another goal that is saying, but I want to keep making money and, and not have to lose everything I know I've been doing. And so these butt up in a, in a tug of war subconsciously. And so you're constantly confused. You're constantly feeling out of alignment. And this is what's called a quandary. How do we deal and break through a quandary is we get down to the core values and the core commitment. And that comes down to, again, getting clear of what the hardest thing you've gone through so that you can really birth your truth. So let's just take us through the process. What is the hardest thing you've ever gone through? For me personally? Yes. Um, uh, struggling with, you know, destructive lifestyle, you know, working in bars, alcohol, very low spot, and then, mm -hmm. you know, losing a couple of people in my family. Those kind of things were, uh, were very tough. Right. So what would you say if you were to say, I had the triumph over, what would that be? 
Uh, I had the triumph over. Um, that's that's a great question. Uh, over suffering. Okay, cool. Right? Isn't that the whole point of it? Is emancipation from suffering? That's the entire point of enlightenment, right? So yeah. yes, so suffering. Okay. So then, what are your great passions? What would you say you're most passionate about? I love inspiring people. I, I love I love being. I love doing things and saying things that'll lift people up. Awesome. I imagine you also have the passion of entrepreneurship. Yeah. uh, Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is like, I didn't even know what that meant when I got into this whole stuff, all this. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, when you get into this stuff, you start to meet people and you start to vibrate at different levels and have conversations you wouldn't have had. And then all of a sudden what you thought you were getting into evolves into this other thing. And this is why, this is why I asked you this is because so like myself included, you get kind of down this road and even from comparing yourself to other people, other people have had success, other people. So you think, well, I should keep doing this or I should keep doing that because that was what I initially wanted to do. And you get attached to that. Okay. So bear with me. Yeah. So let me keep asking a couple of questions. So sure. where, when you're doing what you're doing right now or when you're in life, where do you lose track of time? Where's that magical place for you where you're like, oh. I could just be doing that all the time. Um, probably this, probably this kind of doing this, finding, talking to people and just having like real conversations and yeah. Mm -hmm. And what would you say is your greatest skill set? If you took a survey of your close friends, what would they say? You know what? You're really good at. Uh, Communication, like Mm -hmm. speaking, Mm -hmm. I would say. Okay, cool. Well, it sounds like you are definitely living out your purpose and calling right now because you are right here, right now in front of that microphone, communicating and talking about inspiration and entrepreneurship. So my guess is you're exactly where you need to be. You're one of the fortunate ones. You're living in alignment with your purpose and calling. So I would imagine you're not really struggling that much to, I mean, you're doing it right. Well, I mean, this was, this is, I kind of, I created this because I wanted to, you know, give value, right? I want to give value because in whatever you're, it is, you're, you want to build relationship with clients or sell whatever it is, people need to trust you. And I want to have that. I want to be a trustworthy person. I want to have uh, build, you know, that kind of following. And I want to be, um, you know, I, I, I just want to be a good human. So the only tweak I would consider for you, knowing that what you've had trials over, is if you actually spoke to the man or woman out there that is struggling with being in bars. Because my guess is that's your niche. Because this is the deal. We don't want to learn um, how to lose weight from somebody that's never struggled with weight, right? We want somebody who overcame and had to really figure that one out. We don't want to um, learn from somebody about how to make money with somebody who was born with a silver spoon in their mouth. We want to find somebody that is, is like us and that's able to take us across that bridge. So for you, I'd say the only tweak that you may consider for your podcast or for your business is to help people that want to get out of having alcohol and the bar scene kind of taking and destroying their life. And you may not, it may not necessarily be the AA world or recovery world. And there's lots of people that want to kind of get out of that world that aren't necessarily in the AA world, but would love to hear a conversation about you and how you overcame that. That's the one tweak 
that I would say I would consider for your business that's the one thing that may take it to an entirely new level? Yeah, that's it. It's I, I'm very interested because at first that was the thing is like with my business, that's kind of who I would, would speak to. But then I also felt as things went on that um, I kind of grew as well. And I felt like I kind of outgrew that. So I felt like, I, I don't know if I'm speaking to that, that person anymore, but it's, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense for sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm speaking to that 22 year old girl that was in the mortician's house, that little girl that was suffering and that was felt so alone and felt, you know, so abandoned in this world and didn't have answers. So even though I don't even relate to that anymore, I still speak to that girl because that's my karma. That's what I'm here to give back. What I've, what all the blessings I've had. So it may not be like you have to relate to that, but you're speaking to that person because that's really who you're speaking to. Right? Yeah. That's fascinating. It's so true because that's the person that needs, needs that voice the most. Mm hmm. And I think that just, I mean, like rebranding even around something like that, where it's speaking at some level to that person, because that's who's going to be looking for you because they relate. You've been there. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it being about adversity and struggles, I mean, that's, that's definitely where the the angle that. I love uh, the name of your show, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. And, and this is, this is what I love is the conversations like this, real conversations that people can hear and, you know, hopefully I don't know, somebody gets something out of it. And, and that, that is truly if one person I could save some, somebody's life or do something to change their lives. Like that's why I do it. So mm-hmm. um, amazing. I wanted to also ask you, uh, since I got asked this on your show, I wanted to ask you, what's your, uh, what's your daily routine? Like, what does it look like? You know, what uh, typical day of um, Los Angeles life? Typical day. Let's see. It varies a little bit. Um, Sometimes I'm up at four in the morning. Sometimes I sleep in until six. Um, generally, I'd say I'm up like five-ish. I try and get a little bit of stuff done before getting ready for the show. So, of course, I go to do hair and makeup most every day. I, we go live at 9 to 10 a.m. on Good Morning Law Land. And then we take red carpet pictures from 10 to 10.30. And then I generally have clients. I have clients Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I teach online in multiple masterminds and groups. Um, I teach, um, one thing I teach is all the spiritual stuff. And then we have a leadership program that's all about soul entrepreneur stuff. We actually teach everything from tech to everything in a spiritual sense. We teach universal law, subconscious work, and all the metaphysics. And then I have an ambassador group. So I'm teaching them and taking, helping them kind of develop the business out in their city. And then I honestly, I usually have like 10 interviews a week. I, I, randomly, it depends, can be a big show, can be a little, I say yes to pretty much everything that comes just because it's all about touching lives. And if we touch one person's lives and we've done our work. Um, and then I don't take a lot. I'm, I'm, my son's grown. So I work a lot. I would say people would consider me a workaholic, but I don't look at it that way. Cause I love what I do. Um, and then try and get together with some girlfriends or hang out or get out of the house. And I mean, there's so many swaggy places in LA to go have a great dinner and people watch. And, you know, of course I do my meditations. I also do a lot of prayer and meditation with my groups online. So it helps me because I'm able to do my daily spiritual practice with my groups. And then I sleep. Um, I need eight hours of sleep. So it depends on the day or whatever. Sometimes I go to sleep at eight o'clock at night if I'm really tired. It's been a long, a long week. I rarely go out. I don't really drink. I have a drink on a rare occasion. Um, 
and that's about it. That's my life. Well, I mean, that's, uh, it's pretty busy and you're always going live as well. I, I, maybe- yeah. And then we have events like this week. I have a, a event Tuesday and Thursday, hundred girls at Lapeer Kempton hotel for society, hundred girls downtown on Thursday. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and a couple of photo shoots and you know, it's like, it's a full schedule. Not going to lie. Talk, maybe just tell us, I know you touched on it a little bit, but how important is it to go live? Because everybody, all you guys listening out there in the entrepreneurial world, we all know it's important to go live and to show up, but a lot of us don't do it consistently like we should. How important is it for your brand to go up and show up every day? I know you touched on it a little bit, but like maybe how it's impacted your business or, you know, how it's helped you. Well, I think between IG stories and going live, I think that that's probably everything right now. I mean, I don't even know how you build a business without that. If you're not in in front of the camera, it doesn't matter. Like if you're not, you know, whatever, quote, quote, an influencer, you don't need to. I mean, I know lots of people that are very, very successful that don't even have social media. I don't think you have to have social media. But if you've chosen to go that route and you've chosen to market via social media, and be that brand, you, I think you've got to go live every day of the week. Yeah. What about tips for anyone listening out there for stories? Like what do you, what's your game plan when you're doing stories? To um, stories come down to, I think there's nine social proof things. Um, I can't run them off, but you need to have, um, you need to obviously bring value. You need to have proof of, of, um, your own success or your client's success. You need to, I mean, people need to know what they're showing up for. It's not about you showing off you. It's about bringing value to them. So what do you teach them? What value do you bring them? Um, If it's um, also, they want to see a lifestyle. They want to see you spiraling up um, and they want to see humor. They want to see heart. They want to see that you're connected with your friends and family. So these are kind of all the social proof and scientific backing behind why people purchase from people online. So the first thing is they go always to their gut. Do they trust you? Then they go to their heart. Do they have emotional connection? Do you actually become vulnerable and relate to them? That doesn't mean that you show your hot mess. That means that you have relatable stories of things you overcame and the takeaways from those things. And then they go logical. Does this make sense? Does she bring value in her programs? Do I feel like she's going to organize this and actually make sense out of this and have a plan for me that's going to help me get from A to Z? So I think, yes, you've got to have a strategy for social media. I mean, you need to, like I do a, every morning I post something that says, you know, Motivation Monday, Transformation Tuesday, Wealth Wednesday, Thought Thursday, Friday. Feel Like you've got to have some type of a thing for mine. It's like meditation and mindfulness one day, universal law and subconscious work, um, da, 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 da. like you've got to have some kind of a plan for someone like you that's doing, you know, inspirational stuff, motivational stuff, entrepreneurial stuff. You know, you probably want to have a plan. So people are like, Oh, I'm going to, I know on Wednesdays I've got to tune in because he does this one session. That's all about, um, interviewing somebody that doesn't necessarily go to AA, but they found empowerment and they don't have chaos in their life anymore. And they're not into the nightlife. And now what do they do instead? Because I can't even people, your audience might be like, I don't even know what to do. It's all I've known is going to hang out and have the next drink and go to the bar. What does it look like? How do I have fun if I don't have that in my life? You know, but I don't want to go to AA and never have a drink again, but I'm trying to make that transition into a new lifestyle. That's where I'm, you know, an entrepreneur having fun and not having bullshit. In my, I'm sorry, bullshit. Oh, no, you go ahead and swear. It's passion. <laughs> yeah. Good. 
<laughs> no, I, I love it. And you're giving so much value here. And, and so many people listening are in that same predicament. They're in social media. I got a ton of online marketers that listen to this. And, you know, how often do you show up? Do you need Instagram? Do you do this? Just stick with Facebook. And just the way you said it is so true. If this is what you signed up for, you are on social media. You got to show up and you got to do it daily. And um, you got to have a plan. And I, you know, I'm the same and I'm trying to figure out, just like you said, like, you know, a plan of, of consistency because if you, you show up a couple of days and you don't show up, what does that say? It's like, well, you've got to have funnels, right? So you've got to have either freebies that you give away. I have a private Facebook group that's public so that they can come in and then they begin to get into your tribe. How do they get into your thing? Because not everybody opens emails these days. You know, it's, it's the numbers are pretty getting pretty grim out there. So somehow you've got to have them come into something that's not just, a live stream, you've got to have that live, take them somewhere. They yeah. want to be held. They want to be led, lead them. They want you to do that. Oh man. I love this. This is so great. Um, awesome. So where, where, where do you see, like what's the next few years? You know, I, I know you probably got a lot going on. Like where do you see yourself growing? Like any, any projects that you're working on that you're you want to share or you know, I'm so excited about soul society. I mean, yeah. it's, it's already been a total success monetarily and emotionally and spiritually. Um, it's, I see us going international by the end of this year and I actually see us doing co-working spaces in 2020 and um, who knows how far that can go because I, every single woman in particular I speak with, they're like, oh my gosh, I, I want this so bad. This is what I've been longing for is a spiritually based community that also has entrepreneurship. So um, that's going to be huge. It's going to be a huge company. Super excited about that. Good morning, Lalan. You know, I don't really know. I mean, it's out of my hands. I think it's something like having that big of a project. You just got to allow it to do whatever it's going to do. It's already huge. We made the LA kind of list of shows. We covered the, the daytime Emmys. We get invited, we're considered media, you know, so I don't know. Will it get picked up? Will it, will we just keep doing it? Will it stop? I don't know. I literally hand over, I show up every day and allow, you know, the universe, my higher self spirit to do exactly what it's going to do, which is just bringing value and bringing relationships and collaborations. And the rest is up to something beyond me. Amazing. And yeah, anybody that I've met, I've, to, I've, 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 like, I've told them recently, like anyone that I hear talk about spiritual or anything really, I've, I've said to follow you because I think you have a very unique, powerful message. It's not, you know, pushy. It's very, um, it, it, it's very special the way you do it. And I really appreciate it. That's why I, uh, I just love having you on here. So thank you. I try not be too woo woo. You know, it's no, like, and, like, oh, you make it relatable and you can just yeah. be a normal person. You know, you, you make it as like two people just want to be human beings and it's, you have a, a good way of connecting as a human being, you know, without um, being in people's face. And that's what I really appreciate. So yeah. um, where can we find you? Let's, let's make sure everybody can find sure. you. Clearly. So sweet. All, all social media is drerin.tv, which is D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. And then Society, which is S-O-U-L-C-I-E-T-E. And then Good Morning La Land. Those are the three um, platforms I run. So you can check me out there. You can go to the websites. You can do whatever and get involved. If you uh, have a platform, you're welcome to come on the show. Uh, if you are somebody who is needing support, Please, I mean, it's only $50 for our initial membership of Society. Our leaderships are $1,500 up. We're doubling prices here shortly. So get involved. 
Um, it's an extraordinary community, and uh, we're taking applications for ambassadors also. So that's it. That's all she wrote. It's so awesome to be here, and I just love what you're doing, and I think you have so much to give because we've all been there. We've been in the culture we grew up with. This is like everyone grows up going to bars and there's not much more and people don't know anything more than that. You have so much to give to help people understand that they can have like such great life, fun life. It doesn't have to be boring. You can still have so much passion and dynamic and have entrepreneurship and not have the chaos and, and you know, just there's nothing worse than being in bars and drinking too much and whatever. It's just no life for anybody. Yeah, I know. And, and, and you realize when you, when you actually get away from that stuff that so many other things open up and life just becomes easier. Like mm-hmm. you become more creative, you become more um, in tune with yourself. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't promote, I, I, I go to hockey. I play hockey. The guys have beers, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, 2018, I, I did, I tapped back. I took 2017 off. I had some drinks in 2018. Now I'm off again in 2019, but I've already known the profound effects. And, you know, whatever. I'm not here to preach about the alcohol. People can do what they want, but yeah. you got to understand that if you know that it's kind of affecting you and it's, you know, it's hurting you in certain ways, you got to kind of listen, right? And Yeah. You know, as a, somebody who I just have never had a problem with drinking, but I just prefer to not even have it in my life yeah. because most people, some people can drink in moderation, very few. So for me, it's like if somebody doesn't drink, I'm like, woohoo, I don't have to worry or be kind of anxious if they're going to get out of control if it's just not in their life, it's like, oh, this is just an easy relationship. If it's somebody who drinks, like, am I going to have to manage their insanity? You know, where is this going? And um, coming from somebody who grew up around a lot of alcoholics, you know, I've always been like, kind of like, I just, I would rather, it, I just don't feel safe around it a lot of times. But some people can drink in moderation, very few. Yeah, very few. If we can, if we, you can give one tip, what's that one thing that stands out, boom, right now that you could give to people to overcome adversity, to go on to achieve whatever it is, their greatness in their life, what would that one thing be? Number one thing is you got to surrender and tap within. You got to go inside and find that source and find that truth, that unshakable, unconditional love that you have to fall in love with yourself. You know, you got to do that. Amazing. I, I just want to say thank you so much. Everybody, make sure you follow Dr. Erin. She's got so much value. She's just blowing up, and it's a real treat to be able to connect with her and everybody connect with her because she's got something that she can give you. So um, thank you so much, and I really appreciate coming on and sharing your story. Thank you so much for coming on Good Morning, Lala, and we loved having you on the show. Oh, it was awesome. I got your whole team coming on now, so I can't wait to to talk about it. So thank you so much and all the best. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some value from that. Without you guys, this is impossible. So I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode and got value from it, go ahead and rate it, review it, hit that subscribe button. We want to get this to as many people as possible. and We want this thing to grow. So go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. And I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.